water begins to pour out. He begins to tell the prophet to go out and measure. Man, and I'm here to tell you tonight, the only way you're going to get any deeper in God, you've got to move. You've got to move. You can't sit in one place. If it's angle deep and you're content with that, then that's all God's going to do for you. But if you're not content and you're not satisfied, then you know what? I believe there's something greater. I believe there's something more powerful. I want to experience you, God, in the riches and the power that you want me to experience. And so to, to, to encounter that, I've got to move. To encounter that, I've got to start measuring out. I've got to start stepping out. Amen. That I'll get out of the ankle deep. Amen. That I can get to the knee deep. And I can get out of the knee deep until I get to some thigh deep. And I'm really telling you, some of us tonight really need to wade our way out till we get into those swimming waters. That we lose the control and we let the Holy Ghost and we let the power of God have the control of our hearts, the control of our minds, the control of our attitude, control of doing what we are. And it will take control of your tongue and it'll take control of everything else. Because the Holy Ghost, the power of God, your creator's got it. He's got it. He's got it. It's God's will to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. I don't care if you feel it or don't. What if God says, God said it and that solves it. It's a done deal. I don't want to preach this not, we'll just see. But I would like to read the text. And, huh. Angel of the church. Philadelphia, right. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. <laughs> There's been a door open here tonight. The door's open, but are you going to make your way to it? And are you going to get up and move and make your way to that open door? And the real open door came through Jesus Christ was the open door to salvation. A veil that we done heard about tonight that was rent from top to bottom. That whosoever will that we find from the writings of John, the same author of Revelation. Amen. Because when John came on the scene, Matthew had his, he wrote to. And Mark had his, he wrote to. And Luke wrote to his. But when John came, he wrote to whosoever will. He wrote to write about the deity of Christ. He come to write about, amen, that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He come to write, amen, and let us all know that open doors been open now. And whoever wants salvation, and since God opened that door through Jesus Christ, Man's done everything he could to close it, but it can't be closed. And the government's done everything it can to close it, but it can't be closed. The devil's done everything it can to close it, but it cannot be closed. Your unbelief can't close the door. Your lack of your whatever cannot close the door. The door stands open. Today is a testimony, a witness to you and I. Ha, ha. And in that door, you can get everything you need in this life. Every need is supplied. Every promise and amen is amen. Door standing open. But what you gonna do with the open door? <laughs> I'm not gonna be long, but I heard, a, and this is a true story, and I'm just gonna take a portion of it. But there was a time 
It's been several years ago, and some of you may have heard the same story. But there was an apartment building that had been caught on fire. It was arsonist and set on fire. And in this, in this hardware store, man, there were several people still in it. By the arsonist and second of this particular apartment, this, this, this hardware place, and man, the fire moved so quickly. I think it was less than 13 minutes. And it was a big department store. But it was completely engulfed in these flames. And in this, there was a young worker, a man that knew that was kind of on the backside of the store. And as it began to break out and the alarms went off and smoke began to immediately fill that building. Amen. And they began to try to make and, and, and the power went off. And, and he knew as a worker there, the doors now were being locked and shut. And there wasn't going to be but one exit. Amen. On the back side of this building. Amen. That they could make their way to it. There was an elderly lady with a little grandson, a very small grandson, that was there next to him. And he told him, he said, just stay with me. Stay as close as you possibly can. Now you got to understand in these few moments and few minutes, the fire had become so intense. Amen. And the story went and it talks about said he says he's walking down the back of that aisle you can't see nothing you can't hardly tell where yeah but he knew by the merchandise that he was getting closer but he looked down at his arm because the heat was so intense as he tries his best to take his arm and shield that heat he could see the skin hanging down off of his arm now because he's so so the heat is so intense he's not even sure if he's going to make it he's not sure if he's going to make it to the exit door but then all of a sudden there's the exit door and he makes his way out but he looks around and there was no grandmother and there was no little grandchild. They had failed a man to, to follow suit with him and keep up with him and they lost their lives in the fire. I'm telling you an open door tonight and you got an opportunity to make an exit out of a hell's fire and a lake's fire. God's opened the door. God's made the path. God's made a way. And I'm telling you no man can close it. No government can close it. The devil can't close it. They've all tried and they gave it their best but it's an open door. God was the only one that can open it. And God's going to be the only one that's going to close it. But the hour is coming. And the day is coming. It's coming a day when you waste your time to pray. They think we're emotional now. You wait till that day comes. You wait till that hour comes. And when reality sets in, I didn't make it. There was a grandfather in the parking lot, frantically running from one to another. Have you seen, have you seen my wife? Have you seen my grandbaby? There was another worker in there, just a high school girl. Working at this department store. She had done made the exit three times. Bringing and ushering others out. But went in one last time. Into that building. And that last time she went in. When those doors locked. Because of the power. And all, she couldn't make her way back 
out. I'm here to tell you it's not a time to be playing games with attitudes and with spirits and getting hung up on little words and little things of that nature. I'm telling you we can have the power of God in this house and the glory cloud in this house and I'm telling you from the uttermost God can redeem them and God can save them but first the temple, first the temple has got to get sanctified, first the temple has got to get justified, first the temple has got to reach a complacent condition amen that we can handle it when it comes because it's coming honey with or without me it's coming Huh? I said, with or without me, it's coming. I'm telling you, revival and move of God and Biddell's coming. It's a done deal. It's a settled thing. With or without me. It's coming. We believe in this holiness and righteousness and godliness. Hallelujah. We believe in separation. We believe in the anchor. We believe in the door. The only door. Amen. He is the only door. You and I have got to believe that he's the door. He's the door. Amen. To whatever. And he's the only door. I'm going to tell you something else tonight. He's the only one that can shut some doors in your life. The devil's got some access into your life tonight. But he's the only one that can shut that door. He's the only one that can close it up and seal it up. And men with his blood and with the power of his word and the power of his spirit and if you'll just let him if you'll just hand him the keys hallelujah because this God got the keys of death and hell this God got all the keys he's got the keys of David one of the places you read about the keys of David you can go back to Isaiah the 22nd chapter and in that writing and in that chapter there was a gentleman there, a man within his own self. He was determined that they weren't going into Babylon and they weren't going into bondage. And he even went as far as getting his own, own place of putting a tomb and, and he put it in the high parts of the mountain and had it hewn out and prepared and ready. But God had the man of God to go. And to find it. And, to, and God removed that gentleman. And you got a man by the name of Elkeah. A man that came and took his place. And you know what the position he held? He was the one that, that took over. A man to give the right to the individuals. To go in before the king. Who was going to be allowed to go into the king. And so from that scripture. I believe it's the 25th verse of Isaiah the 22nd chapter. A man that you read about. He, he received the keys of David. A man that you can take from that scripture. And it'll take you all the way to Peter. And where Peter was given the keys. A man of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the keys that unlocks the doors. Hallelujah. Because doors is access. A door is a place where you make choices. A door is where judgment takes place. It's a gateway. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you even the gates of hell. Brother Ford didn't have a clue what I was going to preach about tonight. And he talked about even the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against a church. Hallelujah. We're the only thing. Amen. It can contend with the gates of hell. And what's coming out of those gates. With authority and the power and the deceiving power. That flows out of those gates. But we got the power through Jesus Christ to lock up those gates. We got the power, amen, to cast them out. We got the power to overcome them and not be deceived and misled. How are we going to do that? By the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because we obeyed the key that was given to Peter. Amen. That you must be born again of the water and the Spirit. And it brings you right back to that water. It brings you right back to that living water. It brings you right back to that place of getting in the Holy Ghost. The power, the spirit of God. And I'm going to tell you something, none of us. I'm going to say this. I don't say this to be offensive either. But tonight, it wouldn't matter what was my problem. I'd have got out in that aisle if I'd have had to crawl. 
you got to move. You got to move. Amen. When the Spirit of God moves, you got to move. You got to respond. You got to respond. You got to, you got to, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I've got to have it. Every time we come to the house of God, every time we join together, we got to have it. Amen. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost all over again. For if you do, I shall have power. Hallelujah. This is where I'm going to get power to shake off. Amen. I may be a little bashful. I may be a little this. Or maybe something's going on and we just don't like it. Maybe we don't like it because we don't have enough money to send people here and do this and do all the other. But when is the last time you just said, you know what? I'm going to get out and work and labor and I'm going to make the money and I'm going to pay the price. We're raising. I'm, I'm not being ugly right here, but I'm telling you something. America's raising a lazy generation. Everybody wants just a paycheck hand to them, and this hand to them, that hand to them, and not put any effort into it, and not fight for it, and none of those things. But I'm telling you, that same spirit slipping over to the church, and if we're not careful, we just want to sit back and let everybody else do, and we pay the benefits of what everybody else is preparing, what everybody else has done. But to really enjoy it, watch this. It's when you've done the planning. Brother Randy, wouldn't you really enjoy going out to that little garden? You was the one that planted it. You the one that hold around it. You the one that watered it. You prayed over it and asked God, come over, we need some help. It's about to attract. God honored it and you go out there and you get the fruit off of it. But we're living in a world today that wants to live off the benefits of so many other people. And that's not, it may work in the world to a certain degree. And I'm not, against, I'm not against helping people. I believe we've got a program. If everybody be fair and do right, we can bless them far more than what we have. Okay? So I'm not against that. There's times when it ought to be. And thank God for it. God proved that. God showed that in the Old Testament. He told them that was blessed and had big fields. You go and gleam and you just, and you leave the corners and you just gleam through and pick up one time. And you let the poor and the strangers and everybody else have the rest of it. God's always made a plan. He said, I've always taken care of the poor. And he's always has. And he always will. And so there's an open door here tonight. They're going to get another song ready. Amen. There's an open door here tonight. But you've got to move. You've got to make up in your own mind and heart and spirit. I'm stepping out. I mean, I'm going to respond to what I've felt. I'm going to respond to what I've heard. And if you haven't felt it, you ought to respond to what you've heard. You're begotten by the word of God. You're not begotten by your feelings. We're living in a world today that wants to be entertained. We want good feelings. That's the reason we use all kinds of substance to get those feelings. And we're willing to pay the price, even with our health and lives and families, for taking those feelings. I'm telling the truth. Because we like the feelings. <laughs> even though it won't work. But guess what? The Holy Ghost works. The power of God works. So we step right through that door. We step into that realm. I mean, we're praying and working on this, folks. We've got to get where we can step through that door. We've got to start, get where we can step through that veil into that divine presence and the glory and the power of God in such a form, in such a measure. Amen. That will transform our lives. And I don't want it just here. I want it at the house. I want it at the house. I want my grandbabies to know what it is to feel the glory of God at the house. Not just at the, this house, but at my house. Amen. I want them to know 
what it's like to be driving around the road with Papa. Amen. And we're not listening to rock and roll. And we're not listening to country. And we're not listening to a bunch of junk. But we're listening to the Word of God. And they can feel old glory show up. And they can see the power of God moving. Amen. This is not just a Sunday thing. And this is not just a Wednesday night thing, honey. This is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is a party anytime you get ready. This is a party every time you want to lift up your voice and get in tune with God. Because there's something about the glory when it moves. Hallelujah. It does things that nothing else can do. Everybody wants it. They can say what they want. You really get to feel this and experience it. The power and the demonstration. Paul talks about it. He called on one church. He said, pray for me. Then a door of utterance. An open a door of utterance. I can speak. As educated as he was. As prompt as he was. He said, I got to have some help of the Spirit. I got to have some help from the Holy Ghost. That I'd say what I need to say. What I ought to say. And say it in a manner, in a way that it can be easily understood. And received. Because he wanted to make sure everybody understood. This power is not in man. But it's in God. That's who it's in. That's all we're looking for in this place. The Holy Ghost. The power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Fill up this house. Because miracles and wonders are in the making. We've got them. We've had them. God's blessing. God's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know, Sister David, we didn't get quite what we wanted. But you know what? I'm believing God in this next four weeks. Hallelujah. God's going to do some things for y'all in Texas. Hallelujah. Using you as a testimony of witness. Hallelujah. Because you see, God knows what we don't know. And so we're willing to humble and we're willing to submit ourselves. We didn't get a bad attitude or a bad spirit. We just know God's going to work it out. And God's going to bless it. And God's going to anoint it. And God's going to get the glory in your face, devil. In your face, devil. We're winners. We're made overcomers. We're victorious. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, tell me we ought not get excited about this. I want to tell you, why shouldn't we get excited about this? Why shouldn't we want to dance and worship and magnify and exalt this almighty God? He poured out his spirit. He thought I was worth dying for. Thought I was worth paying atonement, paying a price to set us free and deliver us. What a God we serve in this house tonight. God bless these singers that they sing. Baptize me, Jesus. Hallelujah. With the 
baptize me, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost. When you do, I'll have power. Your word says so. Baptize me, Jesus. so busy he's always trying to turn me around oh, but i determined to keep on standing on holy ground but i couldn't do it not by myself there was just no way but then you came and baptized me with the holy ghost hey, baptized me jesus with the holy ghost what's going on they marveled one to another saying hey look they're all speaking in another tongue then peter got up and started preaching he said repent and be baptized he told everybody do it in the name of jesus christ so baptize me jesus with the holy ghost oh when you do i'll have power to overcome Satan's busy trying to turn me around, but I'm determined to keep on standing on the holy word of God, and I couldn't do it, not on my own, not by myself, but then you came and baptized me with the Holy Ghost, baptized me, Jesus, baptized me, Jesus, come on everybody, say Baptize me, Jesus, with the hope of 
side and what's available when you read in the Bible the term is used straight and narrow is the way and straight is the great gate if you look that term up it's 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 not wide it's not great it's just a small little entrance if you do a study on that they likened it unto a small little entrance into a, a lake or even possibly into a great body of water. But the, the narrow gate into it, so small that without looking for it, without searching for it, you won't find it. You won't find it. Every time I read that and think about that, I think about Brother McKean. How do you remember the story he told about himself? About a place he wanted to go fishing, had his buddy with him. It was real, the access into it was real narrow, but not only that, but if the water was low, there was old cypress log there that was in the way. And, and uh, he told his buddy, he said, we're going in there. And he said, not me. He said, you get out on that log out there. And he put him out on the log. I mean, you remember, and he took that boat and took that boat and went up there and splashed that water up there about three or four times, and he got it good and wet. And then he backs off out there, and son, he just hammers down. And I, I believe, I believe Brother King here. Yeah. Folks, I'm going to tell you, that's just the way it is. You've got to get it wet in the name of Jesus Christ. If you'll get in the water, amen, and find that gate call in baptism in Jesus' name, it's a two element. 
amen, baptism both of water and spirit. But it'll introduce you into a body of water. It'll introduce you into an area and a place that you'll never dreamed. It'll open up avenues and, 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 and places in your life that you've never dreamed of. Because, amen, I'm a part of this. Amen. And you'll, you'll get to fishing and you'll get to enjoy something like you never believed it you could enjoy. But you got to make up in your mind it's worth pressing through. Because since I'm the Baptist, the kingdom of God, surfing violent, and the violent take it by force, you got to make up your mind. I'm going to intercede. house tonight you've, you've received the Holy Ghost but you've kind of backed off and, and you've kind of lost that zeal to, to go ahead and I'm going to press anyway well, there's some of you in this house right now tonight you'd look to be like that old panty woman buddy just a little but God's got it God's got it and he knows how to work it out. And he knows how to bring it around. There was even doors that the apostle Paul, Paul Peter, amen, struggled with. He didn't have no problem on the day of Pentecost. But when you slip right on through the them Samaritans and then slip right on into the Acts, the 10th chapter, God, God. He, even Peter didn't understand the vision and the visitation that God had gave him. He's, he's pondering, man, he's thinking over it. Man, I've never put anything common unclean in my mouth. And God's saying anything, and he's it's not common and unclean. Knock at the door. Knock at the door. Knock, and you, it shall what? Be open. There's some doors you've got to knock on. There's some doors, amen, that you've got to be determined. I let the thief come in, and I let him take it. But you know what? I'm going to knock on the door to get it back. Amen. I've come to get it back. Hallelujah. I've come to receive it. Devil, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after what you stole from me. The peace, the joy. Amen. I'm coming. Hallelujah. You've got to lock behind some gates. You've got to lock behind some gates. But I know what it can open a gate. I can't open it, but you can open it. I don't have the power, but I'm serving one that can do it. You can open that gate and gang it back to me and deliver me back and put it back into my spirit and put it back into my life and put a joy and a peace back into it. But you've got to make up in your mind, hey, I'm going and I'm going to knock on that door. You got to move. You got to move. You got to be willing to step through when that opportunity comes. You got to be willing to step through that door. You got to be willing to move. Amen. When that opportunity comes. Hallelujah. Because if, it, if you don't move when you need to. Amen. The next time the door could be closed. Noah built a door, but Noah didn't have the authority or the power to close it. God closed that door. Go back and read it. So Noah and his family waited for seven days inside of that ark. And the old door on the side. But when God closed that door, you know why Noah couldn't, didn't have the power to close that door? Just being a man. Because if he'd had the power to close it, he'd had the power to open it. And there's some things God just simply hadn't put into our hands. I don't care who your pastor is. I don't care who your mama, who your daddy is. I don't care if they're, they're 12 generations Pentecost. Are you hearing me tonight? 
There's some doors and opportunities. We better move while we can. Because when God closes that door, nobody can open it. Nobody can open it. Nobody. Not when God closes and seals it up. Hey, I still believe that Pilate, when it come to him about sealing that stone and, and making sure that nobody was stealing the body, I believe that even when he told him, he said, you, you got the manpower, you got the man, you go seal it up. But I believe he's making that statement. If you think you can seal it, you go seal it up. Because he knew that was a just man. And he knew, a man, that, that hey, this wasn't just an ordinary man. <laughs> but I believe in the undercurrent of that. It didn't shock him a bit when he heard the story about the stone being rolled back. Now watch this. If you don't think I'm telling the truth about some doors, let's go to Lazarus right quick. Right quick here. Amen. Lazarus come and there's Martha Mary and you know the story. And let me ask you something. Do you think Jesus could have spoke to that stone to roll back just as easy as he called Lazarus? But he didn't do it, did he? He told them to roll back the stone. And immediately everybody said, oh, he's stinking my neck. Oh, Jesus. We're not careful. We want God to do it all. And God performed the miraculous. But you know what? There's something you and I have to do sometimes in preparation. Now watch this. As we pull for worship tonight, and we was, we was instructed that God inhabits what? Praises of his people. Am I right? How do you praise him? If he's going to take up habitation now in your praises, how do you praise him? And you open your mouth and you lift your voice. That's what he takes habitation in. And so if I fail to do that, and watch this. Here, here's, here's all you got to have to praise him is breath. You, you don't have to wait until the Holy Ghost has got you going. Me, but you know what? I'm going to praise you. I'm going to magnify you. I'm going to exalt you. And guess what? When he starts taking up habitation in that, and he starts moving in that, amen, it starts moving down in you and moving down into your circumstance. And, your, and he starts opening up doors and he starts opening up avenues and means and ways in your own heart, in your own mind, in your, and God's the only one that can do this. He's the only one that can reach down in there. Where that's given you so much trouble and it's got you so whatever. He's the only one that can reach in there and pull it out of there. <laughs> and not only can he do that, but he can seal it up where, hey, that's a done deal. I got that, Goliath. I may have to face another one tomorrow, but I've, I've got that one. I've conquered that one. <laughs> I mean, he's thankful for the Lord tonight. And, God's long-suffering to us. He's merciful to us. He knows right wherever one of us is at. Our troubles, our shortcomings, 
what he's called is upon our lives and how he wants to bless us. So throughout this week, if you would, look for some open doors. Look for some opportunities to step into a different realm and as a testimony and as a witness of God's goodness. You can be seated. Lord bless you. Appreciate you tonight. Thank you for your moving tonight and calling on the Lord and the touch of God. Thank God for musicians and singers and this service tonight, others responding. Appreciate you so much. We can't do this by ourselves. We're going to do it together. As God uses and moves among us and helps us along this way. And we thank you so much. Praise God for your response and faith. Uh, let me thank you, church, for yesterday on behalf of Brother and Sister Shaw and Michael Colton. Amen. Had a good time yesterday even. Enjoyed ourselves and praise God. I'd like to show you a little video of Michael. Man, he was down praying. I don't know if he's praying before they opened it or if it was afterwards or what is all, but uh, man, he, he was getting with it. And man, they was laying hands on him. He was, he was, uh, uh, only Pentecostal kids were being to do like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. But we did. We had a good time. Appreciate you coming, being a part of helping us out. God bless you. So thankful for that tonight. So don't forget this coming Wednesday night, we're going to be taking a special offering. If you're not going to be here or can't, or maybe you have an offering already, that's fine. Just let us know. I mentioned this the other, other night. I'm just bringing it back to your attention again. So this coming Wednesday night, we're going to try to take an offering for the Tupelo Mansion. Uh, they have received abundance of children and cases, situations, and uh, that's understandable with the world and the direction of a world. And... And so anything that we can help them out to bless them, let's try to do that, if you don't mind, okay? One other announcement before we take care of the birthdays and things of that nature. We're going to start Children's Church Wednesday night. Man, Children's Church Wednesday night. I want you to come. Man, our children, and we're going to let them. They actually just going to start in the fellowship hall. You won't even come in here. So those of you, uh, what, five, uh, 12 and under. Amen. Now, I don't think they want to change diapers and do all that, but uh, when I said that under maybe, what, two years old, somewhere in that ballpark, amen, 12 and under coming to Children's Church. We're going to try this, and then we're going to work even in some other areas, uh, some avenues, and then try to help and bless and uplifting our children and young people and everybody else, amen, amen, to be a part of this and involved in it. So don't forget that that's this coming Wednesday night. None of this is in concrete. We, we're going to we may, may have some, some adjustments, and we'll do that. If it works better to do it, you know, we, we'll work on that, okay? So, but I just want to let you know this is a first Wednesday night. We're going to be trying this, so bring your children to be a part of it. And as we grow and get into it, maybe, it, you know, a little later on, uh, we start inviting even some outside ones that they would like to bring theirs and come and join with them, okay? But right at the start, let us, let us tend to our own and get kind of settled and anchored down and things like that, if you don't mind. All right? All right. Praise God. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? All right. Sister Yolanda or Brother JJ or, oh, Bryson. Okay, man. Who else? Who else? Anyone else? 
Emily. Okay. Seem like there's another one. Anyone else have a birthday? Okay. Lord bless them. them a hand tonight. Praise God. Anniversaries. Got any anniversaries tonight? All right. If not, I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Love and appreciate you. God bless you. Have a good week. We'll see you Wednesday night. God bless you.